mama? I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm unfortunately still in the corner. <laughs> oh, no. Is that I'm, one not having a family? Is? I've not made it out of the corner. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you've also not named your adult daughter baby <laughs> so hey, now hey now i think baby's a good name for a for a, a grown woman is it um, for baby driver also yeah it's more than one oh, baby yeah, that's a film yeah a little crossover film baby driver meets <laughs> baby uh whatever baby uh, whatever baby dancer and, and this is mama needs a movie mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes uh this is an exciting day this is an exciting day and also a nice – I want to say that it's like a nice change of pace and that it's a lighter movie, but maybe it's not a lighter movie. Maybe I not. only say this because we've talked about a couple of heavy ones. Mm-hmm. We have, but there are, there are elements. There are definitely elements. It's also the first time we're having on a guest who makes movies, uh, who is a lady at the same time, which is very unusual. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> at yeah. the same time, you guys. At the same time. Yeah, we pulled a few strings and got one that uh, got someone who is actually involved in movies. Yes, yes. A <laughs> uh, rarity, first of all. Yes, I mean, I mean we've like... had guests who make movies before, but just not at the like concurrent with being a woman. At the yes, same time. that's also yes. yeah, um, uh, yeah. And what a what a treat today! What a absolute treat uh, we have as our guest today. Someone who is a uh, she's a screenwriter. She's written numerous things that that you know of and have seen. The thing I want to highlight here is a movie uh, that she wrote. The most recent thing that she wrote is uh, something called Fresh, mm-hmm. a film called Fresh on Hulu, that uh, I saw the film, you saw the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is the kind of movie where I would say, like, if you if you really want a good experience of Fresh, shut this off right now and go watch Fresh <laughs> and then come back and, and come back and then come listen back, to it. Because yeah. we're gonna, we'll probably talk a little bit about it. But yeah. I kind of think this is a sort of movie that, like, benefits from knowing... If you could have that pure experience of no, 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 you don't, yeah, hear don't know what it's about yet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but regardless, even if you do know about it, it's still it's still a, a marvelous movie. And uh, and uh, I can't wait to talk to our, our guest today about it. Somebody who, who I've worked with and uh, always very funny and, and great. Uh, Lauren Kahn is our guest today. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Good. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. It's always like nerve wracking, like hearing you guys talk about me, and then I'm like, oh, I'm right here. <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, I make the I make very long intros on this show, which I need to stop doing. I know I liked it. I liked it, yeah. and it's funny. Yeah. I was thinking about Ryan seeing you at a, fr- a mutual friend's birthday and telling you about the movie, but maybe not too much. And I was like, I think it's coming out. It's like scary, but hopefully you'll like it and you'll laugh. And I remember mm-hmm. like having a conversation with you. Uh, yeah. I think I saw maybe, you maybe going to Sundance. I'm trying to think of when our friend's birthday was, but it was it was gearing up November. You, so yeah, it was going to Sundance in that in January. That's right. So I saw you then. Yeah, you were saying yeah. the film was going to Sundance. You were telling me a little bit about it. And I said, "Well, that sounds really intriguing." And then um, now the film is out, and I saw the film. Crazy. Much as is my uh, way, I saw the film, enjoyed the film. Uh, didn't write you about the film. Uh, uh, <laughs> didn't personally uh, uh, that tell you. That is <laughs> okay. That is okay. I'm hearing it now, and I'm yeah. thrilled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah. See, now it acts as a promotional device now that you're real. telling her yeah. to her. I also watched it. it. Was, yeah. If it was an email, it would have been. It felt like bullshit. This is like I get to look at your face, mm-hmm. hear you speak to the listeners, and it yes. just makes it more real. 
Yeah, and, and it's authentic. A, it to me, I was I watched it, and I am um, I I have to s- stop watching Palm Springs constantly. Mm. Uh, which is also on Hulu. And so I was going to watch Palm Springs again. And then I was like, wait, there's a new movie. Oh, wait. Oh, it's about kind of about dating apps a little bit. Oh God. Yeah. And I'm the best way to go in. (laughs) I've deleted those so many times, but it's like, um, I think it's a, it's a great, it has some elements in it that are really, uh, I think very astute about the creepiness of having to talk about other women negatively. That was the part right. that I've really responded to was like, oh, yeah, that is the thing that guys want to be like, my crazy girlfriend, eh, she right. sucked, and relate right. on that. I really very much appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it, it's it's been fun. Like, there was a whole thing on Twitter where people were like, you got to check out this new, cool, cute rom-com. There was like, I guess mm-hmm. you could call it a prank where it was like, uh, oh, my God, oh, wow. check out this cute and then it was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Why would you say that? <laughs> and so that was fun to kind of watch unravel uh-huh. as people were not entirely sure what they were in for, and oh, which is exactly yeah. what I wanted and hoped yeah. for. So the ultimate surprise was was I was like addicted to the like Twitter responses. And, and that mm-hmm. was very fun to to see when it was first coming out. So <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> like a voyeuristic, is- like, hmm, yeah. you don't know that I'm reading this. <laughs> oh God. A true Hitchcockian. Uh, yeah. Tr- and I'm you're sitting creep. there. You're like, you're just, you're like that's my face. But also I can't help but make that face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Don't you, I do feel like Alfred Hitchcock would have absolutely loved the internet because of all the weird porn <laughs> he would have been very intrigued by. And then I think also sort of all the, like the, sort of he was so fascinated by odd mental health issues like i think he would have right yeah i just feel like he would have loved, loved the it. internet he would he would have been verified he would have been having back and forth <laughs> like you don't even know he and would have been, been so comments. voyeuristic he would have been a true crime he would have had a true crime pro- podcast probably I bet, yeah. oh yeah I bet he would have been watching live yeah. links and uh of, uh weird murders yeah he's a uh, yeah for he's, sure he's made for, for sure. the internet Hitchcock yeah. would have loved uh, the, the internet. I think that's a good theory. They say that Kubrick would have loved to make films with CGI and and computer effects, mm-hmm. which I'm not 100% oh. on. But didn't he and accidentally when they, they put on thongs for the Eyes Wide Shut ladies? They did. He did. He did actually. So he did one. a little CGI. Yeah. He, they did yeah. do a little CGI without his consent. And they say Shakespeare would have loved the movies. That's the that's another thing they say about Shakespeare. <laughs> Are you Shakespeare for real? Would, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare was like a. <laughs> yeah, the, like, duh. Yes, of course. Every Everyone likes them. <laughs> well, that he would have made movies. Like, like Shakespeare today wouldn't be a playwright. He would be a filmmaker. Probably. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Shakespeare would have liked going yeah. to the movies, they say. I yeah. mean, it's a really, the, 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 it's a controversial <laughs> statement to drop here, but he would have got his popcorn, sat in a seat, yeah, and he enjoyed a liked, He would have enjoyed cake. Okay. Yeah. yeah wow. Right. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he would have felt about some of the adaptations of his work. He would have just been like, you know too, what, though? Too, too, when I was young, that Romeo and Juliet, oh, Bob Lerman, yeah. man, coolest <laughs> opening ever. Oh like, God. I'm not sure wings. if it fully holds up for me, but could not have thought it was any cooler, like, truly at the time. Oh, it's a big, I team. mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. those are some big like, moves in the I beginning get it. there. I, I get Shakespeare now. Like, yes. that was kind he of was fully edgy. me. Yeah, I totally remember being like, the, the FedEx company was post-haste, and I was like, that's clever. 
Right. There were a lot of yeah. like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read this and I get it. Yeah, yeah, what is the isn't the news station name something? Like everything has a little everything name. was like yeah. a little yeah. like Easter egg for teens. Like yeah. that you like if you picked yeah. up on it and Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a movie. Uh I recently saw Elvis. How Elvis. was it? You know what? I loved it. I think I'm just some I think I like Baz. I think that's what it really comes down He's to. Like a, it's it? like a spectacle, you know? It like it's a spectacle. Yeah. Like the visuals that you're there for. Yeah, and you're either yeah. on the wavelength of it. People that I actually don't blame anyone for not being on the wavelength of it's it. A, I think if if it's you a watch taste. It, it is. It's a total taste thing. And uh Moulin Rouge is another one I really love. Like Yeah. I do like. But yeah, I don't if someone saw that movie and was like I can't stand it. This is this is a complete wreck of a movie. I would go like, "Yep." Sure. <laughs> sure. As, I, as I say to my daughter, everybody likes different things. That's, That's right. like one of my big, you know, which yeah, for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and different choices. I think that if you, I think that the the group of people that like drag, and the group of people that like Boz Lerman, I think it's the same. I yeah. think if you if you're one like drag like, is too those, what are they called again the, the Venn, Venn diagram is just a circle mm. <laughs> yeah <It's just laughs> like, the two circles together <laughs> you're just like yeah I'm into that I get what it is I enjoy it it's very sparkly but if you're looking for it to be like anything other than what it is you're right. gonna be it's, it's very pretty to watch yeah. and yeah. that's a strength of it <laughs> but is Elvis do you feel like when you see Elvis in that movie when he's when he's gyrating, do you feel like it's too much? Do you, are you just offended? Me personally? Or are you talking to Ryan? <laughs> well, because since Ryan saw it, like I didn't see it. Yeah. I was no. like, I, I don't know. Oh, I, well, I was scandalized. Cause that was but, the thing yeah. was like, he gyrated too much and it was, it, that, it was, that like was the scandalized. Yeah. That's the complaint of the movie is there was too much gyration. No, well, they, the, of, of actual Elvis. Yeah. That it was like, Oh, we oh. can't even show that on TV because he's moving his hips in a way that is, I don't yeah, even know. That's a big understand. part of the movie. He's, He's miming sex he is. constantly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very similar to this movie. Yes, yeah, right. very exactly. much so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That is a, um, spoiler yeah, alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. There's some dancing of a dirty variety in this film. What? Um, yeah. You were talking about Romeo and Juliet. And, and uh, uh, what other kinds of films, you know, when you were younger, got you into into the into the life you have, into the, into the career you... Uh, you know, it's so many and like I was trying to think like what are like standouts and I feel like there were classics like the rewatchable classics that I did uh, uh, Dirty Dancing was definitely one and I have some funny stories about that when we get into it but Beetlejuice was a big one where I was just like mm-hmm. what even is this I love mm-hmm. it you know yeah. you were like it was just so many things and it was crazy and funny and weird and scary you know as a kid there are like those moments that you're like should a kid be watching this? I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the stretching their faces and the head, like little things where I'm just like, this is terrifying. I hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one as far as like what a movie could be. Um, mm-hmm. But like the class, you know, Goonies, Sandlot, mm-hmm. like a lot of like rewatchable classics growing up that I loved. Honestly, my my favorite holiday one, and I my kids are not old enough yet, but Scrooged is like my go-to. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what about that one? Because I'm not I've seen it, but I'm not super familiar with it. It's it's funny, it's weird, it's mm-hmm. sort of again, like in the Beetlejuice, all of the things. Like it's like maybe it, you know, it's it's 
not quite for kids. Like I, I mm-hmm. recently saw a meme that was like, why are we all so screwed up? It's like, here are the movies we watched as a kid. And it was like all of these like labyrinths, like return yeah. to Oz, like, you know, mm-hmm. like fucked up things that were presented as kids films that weren't quite for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, which never I think was a story. A oh, never ending story. So that was scary. a picture. Yeah. The, you know, like the, the, the horse drowning, like just uh, or like mm-hmm. falling. There's just certain. Um, so I think Scrooge is kind of one of them where if you watch it now, there's some really sc- eerie music, scary moments, mm-hmm. but also like funny and like whimsical and weird and like a, like to me just still holds up as an adult. But I, f- I find that certain movies that you see as a kid, you like are convinced they are, they hold up. But if mm-hmm. you don't, like I never watched Labyrinth as a kid and mm-hmm. my husband is obsessed with it and we finally watched it and I'm like, it's not for me. Like I have no childhood connection to it. Right. Yeah. So I'm a little bored and I don't have that feeling that yeah. he was like, I don't understand. How could you not? And I'm like, yeah. it wasn't a kid. It wasn't one of my kids, you know, movies. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, but like, yeah, growing up, those are honestly like it's one of like a VHS tape I wore out was weekend at Bernie's like <laughs> to me, the f- the funniest movie that had ever existed. Like yes. so weird and problematic now, but like truly to me, a classic, like I have that, I have two, the, the, I ha- I just like those VHS tapes were like holy to me. Um, I have not seen weekend at Bernie's probably since uh, on VHS. So now I'm honestly, motivated re-watch to go it. back. Rewatch yeah. it. But it's only still, on VHS. <laughs> the two of them together, it, they're very, the back and forth. It's really funny. It's still kind of funny. I don't know. I, I, a few years ago, it was like on TV and I rewatched it. Um, and then it's funny, you know, Hollywood, uh, is it, it's Jason Silverman, the lead. Mm-hmm. That's his name, right? Yeah. He was in like a music class. Like we both had our kids in a music class together. And ah. I, 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 he, I, you know, we became acquaintances. Our kids were, you know, I never was like, I, you know, like this was my favorite movie as a child. <laughs> oh, like I never fangirled, yes. but I've had those moments where like things that were meant a lot to me as a kid, I've sort of bumped into those people as adults and most mm-hmm. likely, I mean, every now and then, maybe I've, I've fangirls or like said, you know, as a kid, this meant a lot to me. But it was, I did, I didn't, I wasn't like weekend at Bernie's. I don't know if he would even, he would be like, get away from me, like what? Oh wow, yeah. But um, I remember uh, years ago, I saw Jonathan Silverman. Um, Jonathan Silverman. Oh, Jonathan Silverman picking yeah. up a uh, a Christmas tree at Lowe's. <laughs> I was like in the parking lot of Lowe's, and Jonathan Silverman was like, loading a Christmas tree into his car. Wow, there he is. Also. Um, what are you doing with a Christmas tree? I think you're Jonathan. You're, you're a Jew. Silverman. You're a Jew. No, I think he's married to a, a Christian woman. It's all fine. Yeah, it's um, all, it's all, so the lure it's all of the Christmas tree is too strong. For By the way, I, exactly. I'm a Jew and my husband's half. And we, the moment we got married, I'm like, get that tree in here. It wasn't even Christmas. I was like, get that tree up. Get the lights up. We Where the are the stockings? Uh-huh. We got to make August. <laughs> We got to prepare. We got to make the the dinner. <laughs> but maybe that's because of Scrooge. Were you? I mean, I love Scrooge? Christmas. Like I, yeah, Scro- yeah. It's funny. Um, and then obviously like Home Alone. Um, yeah, that was Christmas. a good. That was like those were like my holiday movies. Like I wasn't like you know again. Husband was into like a Christmas story that I didn't uh-huh. hadn't, hadn't really yeah. seen that as much growing up. Yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting the ones that like sit with you and uh. Yeah, I was like a Goonies, Sandlot, like, never-ending story for sure. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one mm-hmm. of them. 
It is interesting. The films, totally the films that the you have this set of movies that that are your favorites as a kid, and you only by revisiting do you really realize. Like I had that revelation about Scrooge. I saw it a few years mm-hmm. ago, and I was like, my reaction to it was like, oh, this is a very funny script. Now, <laughs> it is. There's plenty it of is. movies that I do like that aren't. There's a lot of Police Academy movies and stuff that right. I liked as a kid. Yeah, that like if I saw now, I'd be like, oh, that's not a very good script. But some of them are good. Four is good, but. Um, <laughs> It's course, always as a, is usually the case with sequels. The fourth one is usually you gotta, the best. Four is always they, the best. Get through the first three, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Citizens hey, on that's patrol, true of Star good. Wars. It's true of Star uh, Wars. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, that's just Phantom my Menace. take. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the yeah, it's it's almost like a surprise when you see a movie from childhood and you're like you're like wait a minute I'm laughing this is I'm fun really, this is really good yeah. there, <laughs> on the flip side um, I actually just posted about this on Instagram a movie I loved as a kid. And we, my husband and I were crying laughing at the way it ended, which was Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. And he, oh, the, yeah. and, and Jonathan uh, Brandis, I can't remember, the one mm-hmm. who sadly yeah. committed suicide. He was like a big teen star at the time. He, they dress him up as a woman to be on the ladies soccer team. And it's like that. So there's like kind of a rom-com for younger kids feel because there's a like a rich daughter of, you know, kind of shitty rich parents that's on the team and she wants to blossom and they kind of have a thing but like every character is like falling into a very specific stereotype Uh and like and the movie literally ends with like the rich shitty dad is like well buddy to Rodney he's like you got the girl you got the job I guess you got it and he just turns to camera and he goes you're right I guess I finally got some respect (laughs) And then it's like, and then literally, literally, because Jack A is in it, she has an original song that's like, kick it! And he's just frozen, staring at the camera. And it's not, it's not a freeze frame yet. He's just like this. And then the song eventually comes up. And I was like, that's unbelievable. I was just baffled. And, and, and we were crying laughing, but hey anything went back then but yeah that movie did not hold up and and i was a bunch of people wrote me they're like that was a classic i watched it a million times as a kid and i'm like i thought it was a classic too and it was 12 percent on rotten tomatoes when i looked it up <laughs> oh sure yeah yes well it doesn't mean it's not a classic yeah i love rodney I, though very problematic very, like the oh, things sure. rodney yeah. was saying to girls like you know and then the the before the the straight to camera the end which is clever like i could see being pitched in a room and everyone being like this is hilarious but it's a boys baseball team and you know all right now he's the coach of other teams and they get off the bus all, uh, um or he gets off the bus first and the, and the guy's like the other coach who's some famous athlete cameo he was like i heard that you you put a a, a a boy in a wig and you put him on the soccer team and he's like I'm I couldn't be more disrespect that is absolutely that is ridiculous that is crazy I am offended and then it's like come on team and then all the whole team comes off and that they're all boys dressed as girls for the baseball team with wigs mm-hmm. and then it's uh-huh. like oh. and then it's like I'm like okay yeah wow. okay. okay all right wow sure. but yeah, um, I gotta go back and see Lady classic you should yeah it's it's funny because it's so problematic and like every line and you're also like made to believe that Rodney Dangerfield is desirable in any way with like, oh, this, yeah. Yeah. like no, yeah. we don't need yeah. his romance story. We don't need him yeah. ending up with the mom. Just this is a younger re- one. You don't, I don't I, Yeah. I like Rodney Dangerfield movies for this reason is he's, he's like a WC Fields type or something where you're like, 
uh, the most undesirable man ever is just you got the girl. Movie. Yeah, and I, you don't mm-hmm. have to. Wor- I mean, they build a little romance for him. It's a different era where they built. A, they had totally. to build a little romance for him. Where they that, gave him a romance. He got in the it 30s, all. They yeah. wouldn't have given him a romance. Now he has a romance. Now he's not in the movie at all. Now there's no mm-hmm. one. That, there's no. I'm trying to think of even a modern I equivalent. I mean, I would say maybe like, forgive me, and and not more recently like a Kevin James. Kevin James, but he's notoriously, yeah. I think he he likes being desi- like he. He's he like my wants- wife has to be forty years younger than me, and yeah. really, yeah, like hot. Winona Ryder yeah. is his wife in a movie, like right, right. Just yeah. he's. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like who actually puts themselves in that position or who an actor now. I just don't. <laughs> I feel like we don't like just an absolute man who, if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> right. That's the star right. of a comedy. He's got the big eyes and he's like, I got it. Finally got, I was just like, yeah. but, oh, did I love that movie growing up? I, and, and, and we only saw like the tail end of it. And I was like, I need to, there are so many problematic, hilarious things that happened in the last 15 minutes. Like, I think I got to rewatch this thing. Yeah. So probably... I might have to, did you, have you guys ever seen it? I haven't seen that one because when I was a kid, I remember thinking Rodney Dangerfield was terrifying, and I, I totally, I was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Yeah, that was the only it. one I saw with him. I mean, a lot of people kind of he had his classics around that, but that you know I was younger, so. Mm. Um, but it was yeah. funny all the people that were like, "I loved that movie growing up. I watched it so many times." I don't, well, they didn't I don't find remember it. an ending like that. Yeah, yeah, I think same with Don Rickles. I was like, these people, right. this kind of like cadence is it, it to me Not is for just me. like full terror. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. for me. A hundred percent for me. I you love I, it. I and I understand. Love yeah, it. I understand why it feels. But you uh, understand that they are distressing. they are empirically terrifying, and you might like terrifying sort of like the people that are into labyrinth. It's like it is terrifying, right? It is genuinely terrifying. But you might be into that because it, I think it kind of like activates something about the fear of growing up and the outside world and all this. It's sort of it's like oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's kids connect to that, and I think. Yeah. I think back then it like it, things were just far from being dumbed down for kids and and, yeah. and fearful where it was like, no, let's throw them in the deep end. Like, <laughs> right. did you watch Return to Oz growing up? Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Not yeah. a oh, yeah. children's. That is by no means a children's movie. That Terrifying, is a yeah. drug induced nightmare is what yeah. that is. Yeah. And, you know, the heads and the wheelers and just like things that I couldn't process at the time, but I just knew that I was giving me nightmares. And I was like, this is the sequel to Wizard of Oz. I don't understand. <laughs> the scariest yeah. sequel ever. Uh, Why is this the sequel? Yeah. Oh, I remember just a... thinking that regular Wizard of Oz was way scary because totally. those monkeys are so incredibly scary. And the witch. She's like oh. melting at the end. Yeah, you just pour water on her. She. It's. I was like, mm, this is signs, isn't it? It's the same you kill them the same way? True. Yeah, they do. They do. Water does kill the, yeah. the M. Night. I feel like M. Night, M. Night may have seen it might have watched movie. that movie. <laughs> but my whole theory on this, and I don't know, I'm not a parent. You guys, you're both mothers, and so you, you, um, I feel like none of these things traumatize children in any kind of significant way. Like, probably not. Bring up questions, bring up conversations yeah. mm-hmm. that maybe a parent isn't ready for, I would say. And yeah. that's where it kind of comes in of like, ooh, are they old enough? To, I might like, are we about to have this discussion? You know, yeah. I, it's funny. I, I think about a, a turning point in movies for me and it was learning the word pussy 
from a oh. John Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal movie that my wasn't supposed to see. <laughs> oh my, God. I, my dad was watching it in the basement and I came downstairs and he's like, uh, you could stay here for a couple of minutes. And then uh-huh. he was calling, he was fighting with someone. He's like, you're a fucking pussy. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, um, well, it's a cat. But it's also putting someone down, and then it's also meaning it means other things. And I was like, I don't understand. Like it like needed to be explained to me five times. And my dad's yes. like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to watch a Steven Seagal movie. Like, why is my daughter here? And it was just so awkward. And it was like a burned memory to this day, uh-huh. where I'm like, that's you know, because and then I'm, and then he's like, and then it can also, and it like sort of trailed off, and I had more questions, and then it just ended with. And it's also a woman's body part. And I was like, what? I don't, what? Like, this is a lot. There's a lot of things this word means. <laughs> it's what too many things, going- really. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how And it's how- an insult. He's about yeah. to beat this guy up. Right. And he's calling him a pussy. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, that moment in film is bur- burned in my brain growing up of like, yeah. uh, things I've learned. <laughs> right. But it's not, the, it's, it's not the actual word. It was, it was the fallout of watching your dad's brain break. It sounds like my brain, his brain broke. He was like, I am in a dark basement by myself for 15 minutes. Get my child away from me. I just want to watch a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to explain. I'm like, hey, dad. And he's like, okay. Yeah. It was like, Oh God. And I'm like, but it's an insult, but it means a woman's body part. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because women are weaker. And like, it was just, you know, it's like, uh, oh, God. But not you, but also yeah. not, uh, it's, it's been certain people. Uh. Yeah. It's like, can you go upstairs? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So it, it, it's it's almost like children are sort of ready. Parents are not ready to have those discussions a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. And maybe you hope that the movies will just teach them that. And then they don't, you know, back in like the 80s, when these movies did come out, it was like, I hope they just learn from from those and (laughs) they don't have to talk to me about it. (laughs) That might have been my parents' philosophy. Right. A lot of the stuff movies could tell you about. Uh, This is sex ed. Just watch watch the the scene in uh, the Sandlot where they talk about girls or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Which I kind of wonder now that the movie, I talked about this a little bit on the show before but now that like the pixar world i feel like the people that make those movies are so conscious Mm -hmm. of like put the right message out there for children and really make this like a psychologically healthy movie for children which i think is all all well and good but i kind of miss the more reckless approach (laughs) totally (laughs) well it's it's funny because that movie do you know the movie turning red that came out yeah Mm -hmm. and well my kids watched it and i guess there was like a ton of backlash because it was really about a girl having like getting her period essentially yeah. turning red, becoming a woman and like what you become and you become angry and you're not emotionally stable. And it was like sort of hidden, but it was also like the first time I'd say in a while that it was like real subject matters that were like a little more risque. And then the backlash of like, yeah. I don't like this. And, um, and, and it was interesting to see how they were trying to kind of like bite off something and see if it worked. Um, and a lot of parents were like, Nope. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. you know, I, it was definitely just like some he- heavy handed messaging and stuff like that, but I, you know, and my kid wasn't quite old enough to really understand what was going on, but, but it, it's true for the most part, everything is like, is this okay? And yeah. that was like one that I remember where it was like, oh, like that's what it is. She's like becoming a woman and 
what does that mean? And she can't control herself. And mm-hmm. and, then, and then it's also like about the generations. I mean, everything is yeah, about generational, generational trauma. trauma. <laughs> everything. Totally. Is about Every movie is about generational. <laughs> like, when you really distill it down, every single movie is about movie how our parents about. fucked us up. <laughs> I think that this movie, um, uh, Dirty Dancing, is probably about generational trauma in certain ways. Absolutely. It's about expectations of how far you can go in life, what rights you think you have as a person yeah. based on where you ended up kind of financially and culturally. Yeah. In a way but that just the class system. Yeah, that was so extreme. Like maybe, maybe because I'm a West Coast person, I don't think it's as intense here as it is on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not the '60s anymore. But uh, I mean, we can just go into talking about it. But yeah, we're talking about today is Dirty Dancing, which you you suggest as a big one. You've watched a lot. What uh, What made you want to kind of like rewatch it and and discuss it? It's it's my it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. I watched it. My neighbor across the street was a couple years older. She got the VHS and we watched it twice a week. <laughs> some weeks. Oh. I, it, 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 I mean, and I'll tell you what really drew us to it at, you know, third and fourth grade at the time. But it was like the first sort of romantic movie I'd seen mm-hmm. um, that I was like, okay, I like watching these people together. I like seeing this and like bringing those kind of feelings up in me that I hadn't really experienced. and. You know, it's like I look at it so differently now, but when I go back to how I felt as a kid, it was really about the dance, the chemistry, Mm -hmm. the coming of age, this girl who's unexpected, this bad boy with a heart of gold that is a good person inside and what that means to sort of not judge someone right away. And, um, and, And then this like sort of fantasy in this like insulated place that it all just takes place. Um, that I just soaked up and I loved and, and just honest, just the sexuality of it all as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even tell you the funniest thing I remember that another like burned memory is it's like PG or maybe PG 13, Mm -hmm. but there's a shot of Johnny getting out of bed. And he uh-huh. turns with his yes, sheet. Yes. <laughs> you don't see anything. It's the way we on the VHS got it slowing it down to half speed. <laughs> it's like the, the the way we want the the way we wanted to see a penis so badly. Mm-hmm. Like and believing there was a crevice hair something mm-hmm. of, of Johnny's penis and the way we would hide in my in my neighbor's room and like over and over again rewind and slowly go through that you know and just <laughs> and just the the way that their bodies move together and that chemistry it was like it was so pivotal for me in that at that age and with my neighbor who was a little older and, and even knew more and it was just, it, it made such an impact on me. Um, and then as I got older and it was on TV, it was like the one movie. It's like, oh, it's in the middle. I'm going to have to finish it now. And it uh-huh. like always <laughs> held up, you know, it always held up. Obviously, I look at it so differently now and the things they were saying and the things that were going on within the movie. But like, to me, it still just, you know, fully holds up. I don't know. Um, Ryan, yeah. had you, where, where, I mean... You're a boy. No, I, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a guy. knows it's seen guy. it. You're um, a guy's guy. You, um, what do you think of the whole thing? I had seen – This was it was a weird movie because I thought I had seen it. In my mind, I was like, I've seen Dirty Dancing. 
whatever. It's a product of its time. Uh, whatever. Not my kind. Whatever. I'm a guy's guy. Not my kind of movie or whatever. You're more of an Orbach, really. I'm, I am more of an Orbach. <laughs> and then as I was watching the movie last night, I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through. Wow. There were definitely yeah. scenes that I didn't like. The entire scene where they're doing a, they go to like a, do a mambo uh, performance. Right, 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 right. There was Before they like, kind of. I have zero recollection of certain mm-hmm. scenes in this movie. So I have I had seen it sp- sort of sporadically. I had a – it wasn't a movie in my immediate family that was watched. I had an aunt, I remember, that highly recommended it. She was like, uh-huh. you got to see Dirty Dancing. It's, there's some dirty parts. There's some yeah. dirty dancing. You might have to fast forward through some of the – You might have rewind part. a whole yeah. lot or rewind over <laughs> and over again. Um, so I was a little surprised. I, I mean, by the uh, theme, some of the themes, some of the, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the things we'll talk about. But um, yeah, I found it to be the last movie of the fifties in a way. It's kind of a. Right. It's a, it takes place in nineteen sixty three, uh, and it's in in a weird way harkens back to like that kind of melodrama uh, in in a lot of ways. And I found it to be. Uh, a much more interesting movie than I had ever g- given it credit for. If you right? asked me like, a week ago, yeah. like, oh, what do you think of Dirty Dancing? I'd be like, oh, whatever. It's a Patrick Swayze movie. Um, yeah. But a very interesting it's, film. It's got a lot going on. And I think, you know, when I think about, obviously, like, the big abortion theme throughout it, mm-hmm. I, I didn't connect it until I was an adult. I just thought she had some sort of botched surgery that right. she needed. Yeah. And that, and that baby's father, like, I didn't even put together that, like, you know, um, baby's father thought Johnny was the one that impregnated her. Like, there were all these things that were happening with these characters where he's judging Johnny because he's like, oh, obviously you knocked her up and now you let her go to this, like, this, like, you know, cheap nothing yeah, doctor. bad doctor yeah bad doctor <laughs> mm-hmm. and now i have to come save the day and i don't want my daughter to be near you because i'm judging you and like all of those character things you know i was just looking at this beautiful romance between these two characters from these different backgrounds and like that's what attracted me but like you know the more i as i got older and the more i watched it it was like you know and and the villain is what's his name the, the rich waiter Who's yeah. like reading Ayn Rand oh. and Ayn like Rand. Robbie? So yeah. great, How Robbie. Much it's like, it's like <laughs> let me give you mwah. the fountainhead. It's like mwah. Chef tell kiss. me and just you're a jerk without dick. telling me you're. A jerk. They just <laughs> mm, crafted that, and of course he's rich. Mm. He wouldn't mm-hmm. help her. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't. You know, it's sort of a, a little bit of a reveal surprise when you find out that he's the one that got her pregnant and mm-hmm. and like just so many character yeah. things. You're like, wow, that's really smart. And and the sister too. You know, like complicated like mm-hmm. wants yeah. to be yeah. what you're supposed to be in that time and is like yeah. sort of living the shadow of her like free cool sister even though she's older and it's yeah. the, the the dynamics of all the characters i just thought were that just they hold it just holds up so well well and they change over the movie Totally. Like, I thought especially the sister character to me never showed up as interesting at all. And then in this one, it's like you see her be like, oh, (laughs) you had sex with a dance instructor and you paid for (laughs) this abortion. And I totally was not. It's like she she comes into focus all of a sudden. It's like, oh, you are right just the way you are. And like, that's actually amazing of you. Right. Without even you mean the with, moment with like yeah, the sisters like toward the, the hair, end. Yeah, where she's touching her hair and she's like, oh, And it's no. so simple, right? Yeah. Like it was like such a simple scene. But um yeah, I mean I I it it I can't think of a, a movie that 
whole, obviously there's like, you know, little problematic things and they don't really deal with race at all. And like in that world and it was sort of insulated, but it was really about class and privilege yeah. in that way, like classist, yeah. you know, financial privilege and all that. And I think it just, and, and I'm a Jew and it was like, they were Jews. And I think it was mm-hmm. also kind of a little bit about that. And, and I liked that. Yeah. Because um, Patrick Swayze clearly is not, he's a townie. Right. So right. he's like, and he's not a townie from there. He's a townie from a, from a city. He's like a yeah. city guy who's somehow out here. But where is he? Do remains we know where he's un- from? Remains unseen. Yeah, he's sort of yeah, just a nomad. He says, all he says is like, I'm not used to seeing women like this that are, they're right. all over me and they take care of themselves and they look a certain so way. Where so where is he? He's from a where do you come Where do you come from? I was yeah. imagining because his dick, because there's a clearly a, a like a, a an edit point where he's like, yeah, my 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 uh, my uncle wants to get me in the union, and she's this what union? And then there's just a shot of him where he's like the painters, the painters guild. Yeah. And then we cut back to the scene. Okay, I was like, right, did you yeah. have like 15 different options for this scene? Right, right. Yes, they they just like, alt, a... alt, what yeah. union? Uh, not that union. Nope, that's yeah, going to bother people. Which union can we not have yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> the dance union. You know, and then, <laughs> the dance, right. And then I was thinking about like, also sort of the like, I guess comical that like the little old couple is the one just robbing everyone blind. Yes. Like that was also like a weird detail. Yes. That you're like, oh, yeah. everybody thought it was Johnny and like, no, it was the little like, oh, how are you? And it's like you've been literally pickpocketing everyone. Oh yeah. Um, which was just like a weird detail. <laughs> it felt it felt so much to me about like that it felt like something out of Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part came right. up. I was like, this is Titan- this is a Titanic kind of a joke. Right. Like a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Right. They the writer of this movie is named Eleanor Bergstein. She yeah. Um, uh, yeah. apparently based on ex- real experience, like a, 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 would go to these kinds of uh, summer resorts. Right. I, I think I knew that a little bit. And she's Jewish and it was mm-hmm. like a little bit more like her experience at sort of maybe these more waspy, wealthy places that she didn't quite feel also like she fit in. So it was like mm-hmm. in a way, obviously, Baby and Johnny both feel like outcasts essentially in different ways. Yeah, kind of the idea of, of being an outsider there. She, but the the thing about the uh, the old lady there, Miss Schumacher, is that she wanted to cast Doctor Ruth. She was friends with Doctor Ruth. <laughs> okay, and, okay. Uh, that Ruth, that woman she cast is very little and very short. So <laughs> yes. yeah, she's she just looking for a, a small woman. <laughs> but obviously, a Doctor Ruth type. Doctor Ruth refused to play the part because she didn't want to play a thief. Oh, okay, okay. Right. right. So there you go. Right. So she's like, um, we need a tiny, tiny woman. I I met Dr. Ruth at a wedding once and um, she curses like a sailor and she's just so tiny. She's the littlest, <laughs> littlest woman you've ever. She just fits in the palm of your hand. She's so small um, and adorable, adorable. But like, yeah, definitely also a trailblazer when you think about like what she's just talking about sex. Oh and, my God. Anyway, on TV every day. Like on, I never turned on the TV as a kid and Dr. Ruth wasn't on it. She right. Was, she yeah. was, yeah. Oh. she was around. She, she was there. When I was a kid, I was like, Geraldo and Dr. Ruth, these people you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life watching. Donahue. Donahue. Yeah. <laughs> like I've spent more hours watching Phil Donahue than anything in wow. my life. Right. I was, a, I was like a Maury, Sally, Jesse, like, uh, yeah. you know, when you're the sick days, those were like the, the yeah. people that price is right. Maury and Sally, Jesse kind of kept me company yeah. during those 
sick days. Yeah. See, I think I was just Jeopardy. I don't I was really like old movies Jeopardy's and Jeopardy. I know, but that's all I remember of being sick is being able to like lie on this couch and look under the table at the TV. <laughs> wow. See Jeopardy, but I don't remember watching any of any of anything else. Stuff. Like that's that's what I I know. I must have been watching something. Something, or maybe you were just sick, lying in bed. Yeah, just I was just sleeping. flailing around. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think in this movie, the way that the 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 thing that the writer has said about that about uh, the abortion plot is that she wrote it in such a way that it couldn't be removed because it was something that she wanted in there. And I right. think it is pretty impressive how it's like, I'm sorry if you commit to the script, you're done. But she wrote this movie because she wrote another movie that uh, starred. Um, Michael Douglas and Jill Clayburgh, which I've seen and I, I quite liked, but it's it's flawed. Um, the name of it is escaping me right now. But uh, and so she wrote this super sexy. Oh, it's called My Turn. OK, she wrote this super sexy dance scene in it because she was a teacher at Arthur Murray School of Dance, which is where Patrick Swayze's character learned how to dance. And so she was like, that is sort of her and not her. And I also took classes there. No way. Arthur Murray? Yep. Yep. Is it then, like what kind of dance? Is it always just sexy dance? <laughs> no, doing? it was like they don't it was teach like, you those kinds of moves at Arthur Murray. <laughs> you you come in here, you learn the sexy dance. Yes, there was there was some sexy dancing. There was like tango and waltz and rumba and all those things. But the but this is actually pretty accurate for the kind of guys that were in there is like kind of like um himbo. Himbo guys? Mm. I've learned, that, I've recently yeah. learned that term. <laughs> but like nice, like physically adept kind of guys. And they sweet, would. Sweet hot guys. Yeah, like sweet. And they would, they would sell classes to like kind of older ladies who wanted to dance with them. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, this is, this is very It's coming real. from, it's coming yeah. from her experience. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. And very smart to hinge, hinge the abortion story on something that really it, it's the whole movie. It propels yeah. the whole movie because she needs to be replaced. And it's like, well, what other reason is she going to need? Like, what are you really going to do here? And they and they kept it like vague enough, but also specific enough that oh, yeah. as a child, I'm. it's kind of going over my head. But for yeah. the audience that needs to hear it, they're going to understand exactly what's going on. You know? Yeah. And I thought yeah. it, it was so beautifully done and important. And now more than ever... Um, it's so like current and scary and and like <laughs> fucked up, but um, but yeah, yeah but at the time it would have been like not that many years after it, like making a movie about before it was legal, and then making a movie with the relief of it being legal and saying like, oh my god, because we don't want to go back there. We don't want to go back to this. And the the interesting thing that I didn't notice before was when Jerry Orbach, the dad, goes and ha- there's this emergency. He's he knows what's going on immediately mm-hmm. right? because he's seen this so many times. Like the implied in that is he's dealt with this. He's had times. to do these botched things yeah. a lot and save women a lot because they've had to put them. And that's the whole thing about what's going on now. It's like, oh, abortion's going to go away. And it's like, no, no. it's not at all. Just like a, a bunch more people will die. Like it's mm. just going to be like that same shit of I know someone and it's all like. On, yeah. yeah, I forget the exact line that's so like visceral of like with a dirty knife in a back alley yes. or what, what he says. Oh, yeah, exactly. I couldn't get yeah. in the door. I couldn't yeah. get in the door. A folding like, table and a dirty knife. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah. It's heart wrenching. And it's just like, ew. And then that, the, uh, Robbie, just like, what a fucking villain. Um, <laughs> I know, such a, a shithead. It feels so good. He's Brett. Ha- he is Brett Kavanaugh. He's when he was getting. <laughs> and he looks up. like him with his like bouffanty <laughs> hair and his fucking smug face. But I also thought that when I when he was getting kicked, I was thinking like that's Brett Kavanaugh. And then the implication in this movie, without anybody ever saying it, is that total dirtbags don't use condoms, and nice nice men actually do because we're not worried about baby. We're like, he's going to no, explain he it. He gives a shit. Yeah. And he's going to, he's not going to, you know, he's going to be It'll like, be fine. we have to use He's going to take thing. care of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be and fine. We'll be good. We'll be good. We're going to trust the whole process. And yeah. like, but it's also like, it's, it still remains as an adult, just like a super sexy movie to me. Where oh God, like, so as a kid, you're like, oh, is this going to hold up? Or is it just, ooh, that's romantic. And they kiss. It's like, no, this is hot. And it's still very hot. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like just the close-ups on their, like the rhythm of their bodies, like mm-hmm. the, that, the scene when they're first in his like little cabin is like such a, I would just be like, oh, I'm ready for that scene. Like just as a kid. <laughs> and I, I think I'm still creepily like rubbing my hands together, like ready for that scene when I rewatch it. Um, and then like when it's like raining and he has to like smash the window and oh she's like, you're God. wild. <laughs> what? You're wild. <laughs> you're just like, that's so cheesy, but he's wild. And that's so sexy. Like she's you're like, sort of you like, didn't call triple A like my dad would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dad would have totally called triple A. He just smashed the <laughs> fucking window. Responsible. <laughs> Responsible. Yeah. yeah. But so much sexier this way. And also that leather in the rain. I was like, whoo, oh. it would smell so weird. Like changing oh, yeah. or right. She's like changing in the back seat. Yeah. Like driving. It was like, oh my God. No seatbelts, baby. I kind of yeah. call it like a, that's why it, it is like a movie. I, it really does remind me of a movie from the 50s. It's like a it's like a um, what was it? A retro melodrama. We've talked mm. about on this show a couple of melodra- melodrama type films like Douglas Sirk movies and Rock Hudson. That's in mm-hmm. a w- weird way. Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze reminds me of Rock Hudson. Oh, but, yeah. 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 Um, like uh, a little more flexible. <laughs> but <yes>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. A, it's I think it's a part of the reason it's successful and it's maybe in a, a a, a part that's underrated about the movie is that it is it is addressing it's taking the structure of one of those 50, 50s melodramas and then putting ex- stating more explicitly the fact that it's an abortion and you know just whatever right it's yeah, in, just, introducing just a lot of clarifying some things that would have been right, in an old movie that you can't yeah. interpret yeah. any other way like you can't you yeah. can't misinterpret it yeah 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 you can't yeah exactly it's not uh, coded you know heavily mm-hmm. coded for for the audience and then giving you, um, uh, even the Jerry Orbach character to me, I was like, this is the, uh, he's like a, uh, such an idyllic, he's like a Jewish, uh, Atticus Finch or something. He totally <laughs> right. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he totally is. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, there's justice and then there's justice and you have to like at the end when he's, he says, he realizes that it wasn't Patrick Swayze who got this girl pregnant. He's like, you know, I, I got it wrong when, when I'm wrong. I have to say I'm wrong. And I was like, right, this this is consistent with his daughter. Like if she has it's like it's a funny movie, I think, because it has in it some very intense kind of like this is a very intellectual girl who's probably always been a great student. And the dad has been thrilled by that. And he's like, oh, she's honorable. She's wonderful. And then I have this dumb, beautiful daughter. Yeah. <laughs> don't right. make me like so much. Yeah, I like Lisa. I- <laughs> She's but then Lisa, cow. Lisa got the, the short end <laughs> of the stick, really man. Because she's so bad at singing. But there's a part when she says, um, 
when he, Patrick Swayze says to her, what's your real name? And she says, Francis, the first woman in the cabinet. And I was like, that's the nerdiest thing ever. And I looked it up and yes, indeed, the first I mean, woman in the cabinet right? <laughs> yes, was named Francis Perkins. She was born in 1880 and she was in the, the she was the, uh, Secretary of Labor for twelve years, but I was like, "I mean, this what is- a nerd!" But she had to break. <laughs> she had to break out and like let it let it go let before her, you know? she becomes like a senator and then has this fund. I think what bothered me about the movie when I was a kid, or like ten years ago when I wasn't a kid, but was like, "You were still like, a kid." Come on. All right, I was a baby, but yeah. then I was like, "Oh, but these this romance is like." It would never work. And now I'm like, right, that's the point, is that this is the period the fantasy, of time. Right, this, like, like little... Like, she experiences like, it. And I love it, just how insulated it is, right? It's just, like, yeah. all mm. exists in this week of, like... It's just magical in that way, as a kid and as an adult, you know, when you just, like, it just connect with that one person and it's, yeah. like, no one, no one else exists. You're sort of, yeah. like... And it is like when you're first falling for someone and it's just like everything else is sort of fuzzy around you and you're right. just sort of like love drunk, like floating in this like weird haze. Yeah. Um, which- and she's so clear about it too. When she mm-hmm. says like, I, I, I need to feel the way that I feel around you. And it's like I such know. a great intro because she's probably Ugh. has amazing sex with this guy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's so many just sexy little moments that I just, you know, when they're like, crawling on the floor and like lip syncing oh, yeah. each other and and then it's like perfectly juxtaposed by like the owner's son who's like just such a freaking oh, and just he's like like totally embodies privilege and entitlement and yeah. like <laughs> thinking you're a good guy like that guy was mm-hmm. just, mwah, like so perfectly embodied by that actor that was the character yeah. that i was like of all the this is the one that i've met before of all these <laughs> right. characters it's yeah. like yeah. is this is this in a in a terrific performance there uh, i don't know the name of the it's like a little like a like a like a guy who would brag about how he understands white privilege (laughs) right right it's the it's the every it's it's the not me it's like he's the not me guy it's not he's the not all men but it is like he is the the catch of the county oh my god and he just like so assumes that baby's gonna be into him and like just the way he treats Johnny, like that, that smug Ugh. nature in which he just is like this little guy. And he's like, I'm the, but I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. Like yeah. that sort of is, is the worst kind of guy. Yeah. Is so condescending and. Ugh. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not he's a Brett Kavanaugh, boy. more of a. I'm going to start referring to Brett Kavanaugh as Robbie. <laughs> that's for sure. You have that. That is absolutely sure. <laughs> oh, when he gets kicked and he's wearing that, it's that so sweater, it's oh, just like, it. that is the mm. sweater you need to be kicked in. <laughs> yes, that is the sweater you need to be kicked in. Uh, um, yeah, a movie like this does, really, you're right, that it, it kind of lives or dies on, on its sexy moments or, or really on its dance numbers in a way. Like it's becomes mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's like, well, if the, the bodies either look good moving together on screen mm-hmm. or they don't. And they do very much in this movie. The choreographer is a guy, Kenny Ortega, who went on to direct some movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, that name Pocus sounds Pocus familiar. And a couple of, uh, oh, wow. He was the choreographer? Right? I didn't yes, know that. Fun fact. The, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a choreographer who became a director. This director is Emil uh, Ardolino. I mm-hmm. looked him up recently. Yeah, he had, like a couple others. Sister Act, notably. Sister Act. That was the big yeah. one that when I was like looking yeah. him up and I was kind of reading up on it again. Sister Act was the one that. 
Yes, uh, very a, f- a string of very successful film, and his career cut short by uh, died of complications of AIDS in 1993. Oh wow! So died about five years, five yeah. six years after this movie. Wow, yeah, that's um, crazy. I didn't know that. Which uh, I was also kind of thinking about when I was watching the movie that that there there are there's sort of like a a way in which you could. You could see maybe the Patrick Swayze character could be a bisexual character. Mm. Who, he seems fluid. He, he could, seems fluid. He could he, totally he's not going to judge anyone. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, Johnny loves people. I think yeah. maybe in my mind, I think if he's I was pansexual. Fan, fan fiction, yeah, like it would <laughs> yeah. be, he falls in love with the person. Like maybe mm-hmm. he's mostly been with women and, and likes women, but he definitely just falls in love with the person. And I think he's definitely. <laughs> dabbled and maybe there was a guy or two in his past i i wouldn't you know he's not gonna he's just he loves he just lo- wants to love he all. wouldn't no he wouldn't there. he wouldn't say no because i think that no. like the friendship that he has with the with whatever her name is the one who gets the abortion that yeah. she that it's like well why aren't you together and it's like probably because you're looking for very very different things <laughs> right right <laughs> i don't think that's, no their friendship yeah. was kind of a beautiful thing right you're like oh it also just like in like dro- drove home like that he is a good guy like he's yeah. just yeah you just fully believe that he's like a good man and like deserves mm-hmm. good things and um and it's true it's like you always hear about like how they weren't getting along during it and I I really like upon reading deeper it was really just that like she was younger and w- mm-hmm. like was like different in that way and he was more like um you know method and just like right. kind of more professional in that way. Um, but I don't think they, I think they ended up coming together maybe after the shoot or whatever, but man, you can't tell. And like, Mm-mm. it's oh, so, terrific chemistry, yeah. so terrific. And like all of those, you know, there, and there's just so many standout moments, you know, beside like the, it was funny. I was saying to my husband when I sort of picked this movie, I was like, do you think don't put baby in the corner is like a top five most known <laughs> quotes? He's like, yeah. maybe. And then of course we got in like a big conversation. Like what are the most cliche? Yeah. Like I was like going over like, I'm going to make you an offer. Like, I was just like going through all these, <laughs> yeah. like, the most cliche, like, what are the top five? And he's like, don't put, nobody puts baby in the corner, like, could, is definitely up there. Yeah. With, like, but, oh, and yeah. just also just like stills, like on the log, holding the, the holding the, her up. Like, yeah. there's oh, so yeah. many, like, freeze frame stills that are just like so profoundly famous from this movie and like elicit yeah. just feelings upon even seeing them, you know? And um, outfits. Which I think it's special. And oh, outfits yeah. that I yeah. was like, wait, should I get some white kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Short <laughs> denim shorts and just like a little bodysuit. Yeah. The iconography of this movie, it's interesting that I had the same thought uh, thinking about it was it, I think it's a double edged sword because in a certain way, it, it perhaps, um, I mean, this is a movie where it's not just one scene. It's literally like been distilled down to one frame of right. like him lifting her up is like that. Totally. Is, that is so icon- uh, 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 iconographic. And in a way, it's a good thing for the movie because it, it's people take that away from the film and they go and see the film. But it's also a bad thing for the movie because no movie can live up to that kind of Mm-hmm. iconography yeah. like i feel that way sometimes about the godfather where it's like you've heard i'm gonna make him an offer i can't refuse right three million times in your life and if you and then you see the movie and you're like oh okay there it is there um, it is right. <laughs> yeah it's, right. it's very when, distracting when that happens where it's like oh i already know that he's gonna be able to do the lift but i already kind of know because she's like i didn't do the lift and he's like you did great yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. We're that i didn't remember lift. i didn't know that i didn't know was that the lift is referenced 
several yes. times. Like, I couldn't do the lift. I got to do the lift. Are we going to do the lift? And then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's one moment that I so noted because it was so, for me, very hot when he's like, they're practicing in the water and her, br- her like shirt is coming off and he almost goes to c- fix it. And then he doesn't touch her oh, and then cute. she fixes it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's when someone's like, I mean, that's probably his method acting. And I love the way it was shot too. Yeah. It's like this the wide shot and it's so quiet and like, you it's can just beautiful. kind of hear nature and it's just the two of them. And like, I remember at the time it just, even though it was like kind of far out and like a lot and a lot of that scene, it just felt so personal and it just felt yeah. like you were like in on something that at the time just felt like, at the time as a kid just felt so real. Like it was like yeah. the acting was so top notch to me. Um, and it's, but it's funny. I, I think about now as an adult, like, well, cause I was probably in like third and fourth grade. If I think about it, that I was like rewatching it, slow mowing. Let me see where's that pickiness. Let me see this gyrating. Like, you know, uh-huh, biggest uh-huh. crush on this 34 year old man, you know, like, and so then I do look at it like, well, what age would I let my child see this movie? Yeah. You know? And I think, not third or fourth grade, you know, oh, I really, yeah. I, I don't know. Then I, I probably, then I'm probably being a hypocrite. I guess if she had heard about it and she's like, I, I want to watch this. It's not like explicitly dirty. So I yeah. guess I would have to be like, all right, let's do it. It also um, feels like it's a little more easy to explain when I was watching it. I was like, yeah, you could, you could pretty much explain everything in here. And there it's isn't, not, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not scary. Bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. And 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 I think probably having, you know, my parents never explained it to me, but fourth grade is certainly even third old enough to explain what is actually going on with Penny, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how old your kids are, but my oldest is only going to be in first grade. So I don't really know yeah. how well, mine feel. is four. So I think I okay, can actually younger. get away with showing her the whole movie and she yeah, just yeah, have yeah, no yeah. questions. Like, oh, <laughs> dancing. I guess there um, is it like Olaf and Sven. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like probably that gets to be an age where they're a little older and they start to actually hear things from other kids mm-hmm. and then it might it might get into some like wait what's what's going on not to know. go off too much in a tangent about a different movie that uh-huh. I like forgot to bring up but when I think about movies that impacted me and that were probably wildly inappropriate but I was absolutely obsessed with I forgot one that uh-huh. I loved so much that in fourth grade my parent my dad called every kid for because we were having a sleepover to make sure we were allowed to watch it and some weren't, which was Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, wow. wow. Was yeah. also weird feelings around uh, Frankenfurter. Yeah. Frank oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Where I was like, I like him, but hmm. what is he? You know, like, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting the way you frame them and like, but I remember yeah. my dad calling all the parents. He's like, this, my, this, you're in fourth grade. I know you love this. I know we saw it live. I know you know every word to every dance, but there are some very adult themes in here. Um, and yeah. having to call all the parents and some were like, wow. yeah, we're going to pass on this sleepover. Um, so That's I'm, I'm so curious. Sweet, though. He yeah. really, he, he kind of, he kind of did a, my back. Yeah. A Jennifer Gray kind of a, kind of like, I'm going to just take a stand on this one. I remember yeah, my so mom. I, uh, that was a movie she was like, we, we're not watching Rocky Horror. Like, I think she thought it was there was something evil about it. Yeah, like, like, I would imagine. Uh, a lot which, of parents were afraid of it in that way. Yeah. Um, and you were not invited to her sleepover. I okay. wouldn't have been able to come. Right. You wouldn't have been able to come, unfortunately, sadly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I would have to be open to 
just, I guess, being more open-minded about when my kids would want to see certain movies, Dirty Dancing included. Not being such a stickler, like now as a parent, I'm like, why am I I all so tightly wound? Like, I should relax. I think because there's so much that goes on in the world that you kind of have to be like, oh my God, I'm going to have to explain truly horrible, unpredictable things to them. Yeah. And I think it makes us all a little bit more stressed out about. Yeah. It's like, protect them. No, tell them. Like, stop shielding them. It's like that. Yeah. It's like so. I think even just showing her material that has guns in it, I'm like, oh, I, I can just not do I that. I know. They have like Nerf guns at or super soakers or something at camp. And I was like, uh-huh. let's not call them guns. Let's call them blasters. Right. Or like, yeah. He's like, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because guns are dangerous. Like, they're not guns. They're Nerf squirters. Or like, I don't even know what I was saying. Um, yeah. But it's, it's yeah. bad and being like, I shot them and I'm shooting them. And like, you just are so much more aware of it. You're like, God, you're five. And like, talking about shooting people with guns right that it's not cool but it's like yeah that's a that's a battle we're gonna lose because every know. movie has guns in them it's, every it's movie like, i know i mean come on I know. it's I'm true. not gonna and this one doesn't but actually. none i was gonna say but no <laughs> guns in dirty dancing bringing it back you i don't know i no think you should show it to them i think you should totally show it to them yeah <laughs> it's true my my daughter my my oldest is very mature and likes to learn and ask questions and yeah, she wanted to. She Home Alone was her first, the first movie that was like, um, you know, live action that she really enjoyed. Oh, it was like mostly animated before that. So, yeah, I could see her wanting to watch it. And it's funny, my brother had never seen it. And we were flying home to get, we were flying somewhere together and I forced him to watch it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, you know, he's like in with his earbuds in and I keep turning. <laughs> I'm like, what does, he, what does he think? Is he like it? You know, and then finally ended. I'm like, well, and he goes, it's a good movie. <laughs> good, it holds up. And I was like, right? But it was funny. I just like forced him to watch. It That's plane, a perfect right? spot though, because really, you'll watch anything, just right? anything. Oh yeah, just to like, make you take your mind off the plane. Oh uh, yeah. Totally. Also, perfect. you'll cry at the drop of a hat on a plane. There's apparently some uh, scientific reason for this, but oh, I it's think because that- of the levels of uh, carbon dioxide. Oh, if you really? reach a certain point of carbon dioxide, it makes you emotionally unstable. <laughs> Stop. That's why people are crying at movies. That's what I read. I don't know, but it it's like this recycling of the air. You're ending up with less You're oxygen. You're more emotional. You That's why so many fights start, maybe. <laughs> oh, I, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it's just because you're super drunk. That's also yeah. a reason. Right, right, right. I mean, I've never been. Dr- I've, I don't. Yeah. I have a lot of like anxiety around flying, and so I don't get drunk on planes because I don't want to be like unpredictable on planes. But mm-hmm. I have had yeah. that experience more than once of like, and it's really the worst way to see a movie. It's not. This is. These are not good conditions to see a movie. <laughs> but I find myself more enveloped and more involved in everything, and 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 very emotional sometimes with yeah with, yeah. with movies on. You got planes. the earphones on. It's just you in the movie with nothing else to do and nowhere to go. Because it's true, yeah. like a lot of times when you're watching a movie, you're fo- you know, you got your phone, your focus yeah. is like distracted and like unless it really pulls you in. So it is like, well, now I guess you get, you have Wi-Fi, but most of the time it's like turn your phone off. No, we're going on a plane. So if you have yeah. that movie, it's really you're kind of just like engrossed into it on a plane more than other times. Then you add that carbon dioxide. That's what I read. That's what I read. This is not a science yeah. podcast, so that could be wrong. But I think it's also like it's the one time in your life when you can be like, I'm getting on a plane. I won't respond to anything. Yeah. I won't it answer nice. your call. I won't respond to an email. Don't. I think the phones, I mean, I don't know how you, I, I think about this with, with kids, especially 
because uh, we're we all have a, we can remember a time in our lives where maybe we watch stuff without the phone, like without the presence of like yeah. checking something. And like I wonder that about about younger children. Uh, uh, obviously, they don't have little kids don't have phones, but I'm like that's I think that's maybe an important thing to like. Tr- expose it's an important experience to, to maybe try to create for your kid i feel like is like, yeah. like it's some a test things, i guess too yeah. like because you're always like dividing your attention and uh you know when someone said someone actually gave fresh the compliment was like just so you know i didn't look at my phone once which shows how good it was and i said i was <laughs> like good. okay and but it's yeah. true like yeah. You could be so interested in something, but you occasionally think you, okay, I won't miss anything now. I'm going to glance down and then you get a little distracted and you're sort of like going back and forth, but it's like, it makes it tougher. It's like, you got to grip them in so much that they're not going to look Absolutely. at their phone, I, I would but say it shouldn't even about- be around. You're right. Yeah. It is. I mean, and I think yeah. about it in terms of the, like creator intent. It's like, like you, you know, you guys, you made that movie. You, you, you're working on every single line of this movie, every single beat of this movie you're focused on, and someone's half watching it on a phone. It's right. like that's right. not the way that it's. It's. It's like give the gig show right. a little bit of respect for the just for the process of the film. You know, like the the, the what, it's like listening to a, it's like pausing a film over and over again. It's like a piece of music. You got to let it play. You got to let it totally flow. You know. Well, and that's, although you, the pausing the movie i've gotten into pausing movies and watching the rest the next day because it's like i'm either going to be struggling so hard to understand right, like to stay awake or right sure, it's like sure. it's diff- it di- different phases of life i think i but i guess that's the benefit of a, of going to a movie theater for an experience yes. right you're not on your phone and you're like sharing it with all these people on this giant screen and it's like so freaking special which is the sad yeah. part about like okay there's so much more and now there's streaming and you don't have to leave the comfort of your own living room but yeah. it's like it's such a like united experience and such a special experience to go to the movies and you can't sit there on your phone. You got to put your fucking phone yeah. away. Cause someone's about to scream at you. Cause they can see the light from it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> turn it off, eat your popcorn and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen this one, uh, at a, like an outdoor screening or anything? Not dirty dancing. Uh, um, seems like it would be but I, there is one coming up. Oh, it would be great. There is yeah. one coming up that I had, that I had eyed. Um, but I don't think we were able to make it. Um, yeah, and get a babysitter because, like, yeah, you can't um, really bring kids there because then you'll lose. No, them in the darkness. it's like start too late, <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah that would be a great one. It does seem to get a lot of a re- this is a rare movie from the 80s that seems to get re released and re shown in theaters. And everything. they're about um, to do, um, a sequel. Wait, another because they didn't they do a Havana Nights? That was Havana, Havana Nights. This one, you know, I was, uh, talking to them about certain things because the head of Lionsgate knows my love for the movie. Uh Um, You know, but they are making a sequel with Jennifer Grey Mm -hmm. and Jonathan Levine, who is, he wrote, he's producing it and he wrote it. And I think they're figuring stuff out. Um, But yeah, they are, it's, it's happening. They're looking for us, you know, another lead, but, but Jennifer Gray's very heavily involved in it and it would, uh, I don't know how much is a secret, so I shouldn't say, but, but yeah, it's being, it's in the works. It's really in the works, a genuine sequel. Havana Nights was, I guess, not, I guess it was more like a spinoff. I never watched it. I didn't watch it. Yeah. And then I guess there was some other movie in 2017. I was looking at this and I was like, really not movies that actually, I'm sure they did not. I think there was a a straight out remake in 2017 or something. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Um, Yeah. I didn't even. But uh, it's like, we don't 
You don't, don't need do remakes that. of good movies. You need remakes of bad movies. I also think that like involving Jennifer Grey, I'm, I'm, I'm like Jennifer Grey is it really is the heart of this movie. She's she's and yeah. I think it's a, it's a pretty remarkable performance. She has to do a lot of she has to dance a lot in this movie, but she it's also a, you have to act with your face. She has so much to do. So much face acting. You have to you have to appear seduced and while yeah. doing choreography, which is a yeah. harder thing. It's much harder than the sort of Charlie yeah. D'Amelio the TikTok faces kind of and just, the dancing. Thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the uh, and the dot and and the speaking. All three yeah. of those. You All got. those things she had to do at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, it sounds, she, it sounds reductive, no, but, <laughs> but it is like very like no, a, that, it, that mambo scene. Nuance, she does a lot know, of comedy like, in the movie. Like a lot of there's, totally. there's some there, like if you had you had to act a scene where you're learning cooking. It's right. like hard, let alone something that's like complicated, something where like your moves have to be precise. It's a very, yeah. I mean, she's Joel Gray's daughter. So I'm, I, she, you know, has it in the She jewels, knew how to hit her marks. I forgot that. Yeah. I totally forgot that. Yeah. yeah it's funny because she's been in quite a bit of like huge movies at the time and was. And then, uh, but Dirty Dancing is the one that, like, I think her memoir right now is called like, it's a take on something like. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm she has it, it's like, don't put me, don't put Jennifer in the corner. It's like something oh, yeah, sure. that like the <laughs> yeah. title is like somehow a pun off of Dirty Dancing. It's yes, in her, um, it's, yeah. a, it's a, uh, a dark part of uh, her history, but she's spoken a little bit about it though, that this film, she was dating Matthew Broderick. They had a, there was a, he was involved in an auto accident. Yeah. In oh, okay. And that happened, uh, weeks before the release of Dirty Dancing. Wow. And so she says that she never really, she didn't really enjoy any of the success from Dirty Dancing because she was grieving and had, you know, survivor's guilt, all that horrible. I mean, wait, but, wait, wait, so, Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Matthew Broderick was in a, was involved in an auto accident where some other uh, people, mother oh, and daughter died. Other people yeah. passed. God. And, yeah. But she, it was very in traumatic Ireland, for her. right? In Ireland. And right. She thought, oh yeah. my gosh, right. I remember and she this. was in the car and she says it was oh, one, I mean, obviously one of the most traumatic experiences of her oh, life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And right. And I think, happened. wasn't it a little shady, like how he was involved, not to get into that too hard, but so, I don't know if somebody brought it up in an interview or he's trying to, he was trying to sweep it under the rug, but it was how I was like introduced to the story of how. I think that rumor comes up every couple of. Is that what it is? It's just like a weird rumor about his involvement and how I, he was swept under the rug or criminal stuff was i don't know it was like i a don't weird, know yeah don't like know. his some shady, some shady stuff is like surrounding it as well but it has nothing to do with jennifer gray but i i had no idea that must have been so like having something so amazing and something so awful sort of juxtaposed at the same time yeah. must have been crazy i'm sure it's all in her memoir is that where you said you were like hearing about it, or you just yeah. Well, I knew that this, this this happened. Brian, I think have you I read all of it? Have you read? Did you read, you, you read the whole her whole memoir last night in preparation for this? <laughs> I do. I heavily research. You haven't slept was, in like days. This might have been her uh, her memoir, just an interview that she that she. Uh, had about it, but it is remarkable, and then I think it, that experience because you wonder, you look at her filmography, you go, "Well, Dirty Dancing, that's a, that was the biggest movie in the world for when it came out," and yeah. then not a tremendous amount after. And I think some of that is has to do with she stepped away a little bit after right. that experience. So well, when, the exact also, moment where she probably would have been taking off, she was like, "I have to, I can't, she, whatever." It's it's right. like completely understandable. You know what? I think this is as a um, I don't know if this is true, but uh, we we talked about. Um, a movie with River Phoenix in it last week uh, or the week before last. 
And um, the same thing I think happened with uh, Samantha Mathis, who was kind of like an up and coming actress in the 90s, who was in a whole bunch of stuff. And then her boyfriend died in front of her and she was like, oh I'm God. leaving Hollywood. I'm, and oh she, that's it. God. That was kind of it. I mean, that's like Rick Moranis, right? His right. wife. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. And he was like, peace out. I'm raising my kids. Like, I don't yeah. need this. <laughs> and everyone's like, please come back. <laughs> and he's like, no, um, I have a really good reason. There's other stuff outside yeah. of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a testament to like that these people are pulled away by sort of bigger things that yeah. affect them in, in, in a certain sense. Well, now, I mean, now I want to read Jennifer Grey's. I know. It sounds kind of good. I heard she talks also about like that. I think I, I hate to be putting down Matthew Broderick so much, but I think that he was a <laughs> terrible boyfriend or something. Oh. And like something about like Madonna dating him too. And what? then like no. Madonna wrote a song. Madonna wrote a song about a Matthew song Broderick. Ab- about the their breakup because oh they were like friends. God. I swear you gotta Google it. You gotta Google. There's something, there's a weird connection <laughs> of a song that Madonna <laughs> wrote that was about the breakup between Jennifer Gray and Matthew Broderick. It's like Heartbreaker or some major song. Oh, you'll, wow. you'll, you'll be like kind of blown away by the weird Hollywood connection of that. Isn't song. that always the way? It's like a, a what's the, the uh, Dave Coulier, uh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, oh and that man, God. he'll never Yuck. live that down. <laughs> He will never, I mean. He will not. Yeah, but it's always a le- the person you'd least expect. So you're like, what? Yeah. Well, or yeah, E.T. Like, being the turn on your heart light, that uh, Neil Diamond oh, song. Right. right. <laughs> oh, here we go. I got it. I had to look it up. Madonna's Express Yourself. Wait, Jennifer Grey recalls when Madonna told her Express Yourself was inspired by her love life. So Express Yourself by Madonna is about uh-huh. the breakup between Jennifer Grey and Matthew Broderick. That is wow. don't go for second best, baby. Put your love to yeah. It was wow. like basically he was second best and he was not treating her right. Oh my so god! Now you'll like never hear that song the same. That's a Jennifer no. Gray empowerment theme. It's a Jennifer Gray <laughs> empowerment theme that she's she should have broken up with Matthew Broderick. That's wow. very very specific. Isn't that so? Yeah, songs are based on. <laughs> You you almost it's like it's like give me happy ignorance like I don't want to know because then it's just not as cool like now express yourself which I thought was it's just about this like specific breakup from the eighties okay fine yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what yeah sometimes yeah the inspiration I find this with any kind of writing it's just like I, I don't I don't because the inspiration is very is sometimes very stupid it's like I was watching uh-huh. a TV show you get ideas all the time it's like oh, I was watching. Jerry Springer and got an idea. It wasn't. I wasn't at the <laughs> totally. Louvre. Yeah, right. But then you say it was because I. I was looking then at a lie. painting at the Met. Yeah, then you and- just <laughs> lie for your teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You like can- most of my ideas come when I'm just like super high and like eating Twix bars, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, well, the original idea was taking a drive up a mountain. Yeah, it's like yeah. People yeah. want a very linear, like, mm-hmm. well, I was inspired I was in by Carmel. this. And blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. Looking at yeah. the sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the theme of da da da. It's like you you, mm-hmm. you weren't thinking about anything. You were, it was no. an order of it was a bizarre yeah. order of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. some weird thing you shouldn't say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, maybe this movie was just a lady being like, you know, I really had great sex that time that I went to that place, and then she she wrote it out. And she wrote it for one movie, and they were like, "No, 
this is too sexy. And then she's like, but it was so sexy. I must tell yeah, everyone. The, the sexy story. <laughs> I mean, I love a sexy story and I am inspired by like real, like even in my comedies, I wanted it to be sexy a little bit, like my mm-hmm. Netflix movie. And, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be sexy and fresh. Like I wanted you to be like, mm-hmm. I kind of want these guys to work out, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I wanted that to be felt of like what it is to kind of be in a whirlwind romance where you Mm -hmm. just kind of aren't thinking about anything else and you're projecting this like perfect version of yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. how it is in the beginning of dating. And there is something to say about that fantasy world that is very enticing. Yeah. Yeah. It works very yeah, well, well in that film because you have the most beautiful actors in the world. And, that, and fresh, yeah. that makes it quite and, easy. And it's pretty like, easy. Oh. Hot yeah. people, man, they just make shit easy. But also, <laughs> he is into cotton candy grapes, which are definitely the best grapes. So they are the best grapes. And they if a guy like was like, let me tell you about an amazing new fruit, I would probably fall in love yeah, with it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> people had a lot of issues with her not washing, like eating an unwashed grape. That was the funniest part. But but yeah, it's, that's it's the interesting. Problem. That has spawned like a weird little like the cotton candy grape world of like oh yeah I am I I can never eat them I can never look at them or oh my god I have to find them like there were all these people posting about like oh. I have to find them oh my god they're real oh my god they do taste have you ever had one Ryan <laughs> I don't think so they're at the grocery store right now they're so good yeah. Yeah. grapes they're they, they taste you will be blown away they they're truly delicious. taste exactly like cotton candy they're green grapes that are like somehow genetically i don't know but they taste there's like some candy. like crossbreed and the, but but people that i know because i've known about them for a long time somehow i got the, the beginning of them that it was like oh you have to buy them they're like ten dollars a pound you buy them when they come out and then you put them you pick them individually put them in a ziploc bag and put them in the freezer oh and then you have like tiny little popsicles for the rest of the year oh okay that's the trick life hack yeah. <laughs> wow, i like that do it. yeah frozen gotta grapes are good it. in general and then I had a great aunt who, you know, I'd go visit and she was really dope. And she'd always put frozen grapes in her white wine. Oh, my God. Yes. Cube. That I can get now. So she's that like, here class. you go, honey. Yeah. Time for like afternoon snack. And she would like pour white wine and put frozen grapes in it. And then you'd have your little almonds. And she was very cool. So that was a good little like using those as ice cubes in a summer drink is a little another little summer life hack. Oh, that I is try that it. is fantastic. That is the kind of thing that Very I good. would have loved in an aunt if I'd had one. That kind mm. of thing is like it's so it's on brand for an and aunt. Awesome, yeah. Oh. yeah, great aunt, great aunt. <laughs> yeah, so even like more. I think yeah, it's your even obligation. older. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Did she have a lot of rings? <laughs> she she like had she had rings. a lot of. She had a lot of rings. She had a lot of stories. She was uh-huh. very cool. Like she uh-huh. she had a very romantic. You know, she married my grandma's brother and it was like he was going off to war and like (gasps) one of those like stories where Uh they wrote letters and you're like, this is and she would tell it all the time, but like remembered it so well. She was a storyteller. It was like and it was like a lot of feeding you, you know, because she she Uh it was she lived in California. And so I never got to know those cousins because Uh I was in New Jersey. So until I moved to L.A., it was uh-huh. like my grandma was like, you should get to know this family that you've never really. It's my brother and all of his kids and grandkids. And so um, that's when I got to know my Aunt Anne. And I would like go out. She lived in Palos Verdes. And uh-huh. it was like always happy hour. So we like my best friend when we <laughs> moved out to L.A., she was like, stay, w- stay at my place for a few nights while you look for an apartment. And we stayed with her. And she was like, it was constantly white wine and frozen grapes and like <laughs> chocolate and just like be, it was like, are you hungry? It was always, are you hungry? And I was like, I'm, I'm always hungry, I guess. Oh, so. Wow. so it was just like always feeding us with that. Uh, this is 
absolutely my dream. And also, yeah. I could be that aunt, I suppose. I could you, you you grow up to be that aunt. That aunt <laughs> I think it's yeah. your obligation if you are an aunt, even if yeah. that's the way you live or not. When when mm-hmm. when your when your nieces and nephews come over, wear the chunky jewelry, put out the white wine, you gotta just get do the it. Yeah. Just play the part. You, know? <laughs> you have to. You like, sign. I think there's like a blood oath when you yeah. when your <laughs> siblings have children yeah. that you have to just become that aunt. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you have to be like, this is something you probably shouldn't experience, but I'm gonna. I'm going to do yeah. it like two years too early. It like, I'm dr- yeah. I was like 22 coming out to LA. I'm like, I've been drunk all day. Like, <laughs> she's just like feeding us white wine. And my best friend is like, I think it's great, but we can't go apartment hunting. We're going to have to fucking take a taxi. You know, like it was just, yeah. That is sublime. Rest in peace. Perfect. Yeah. She's, yeah. she was dope. She lived a long life too. She was like in her, well in her nineties. Goes to show course, you. Cause she was having a good time. She was having the best time. She really was. She freaking loved life. Good time so. is the, is the, is the secret. People say you're drinking. It's not, I mean, whatever you can kill yourself with drinking, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, if it, if it you can it have a nice you, time, makes you a little st- less stressed out. If that works for you. Sure. I'm like that with me. Yeah. But Just, also alcohol is lovely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like don't like all, all classics. You know yeah. what? Actually, on the subject of ants, I noticed at the very end of Dirty Dancing, everybody's dancing. Everybody's into it. They're like, what? These couples? No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the guy who runs the the vacation spot, he looks on in in awe, horror, or something or other to these oh, two old kid. ladies who start dancing. Right. And I was no. like, This is the this is the the maiden ants who are like is this they're a lesbian like, couple? They want to let loose. Yeah, they're just oh, yeah. like, oh, let true, me yeah. just strip down. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. dance finally, together. And then That's, everybody, what an ending. That so ending good. is like, is I, I mean, the ending is iconic and very well known. It's so bizarre because the movie sort of the movie has like <laughs> yeah. a mix of it's a lot of it's mostly movies from the late fifties, uh, early sixties, and then a couple of 80s tracks in the film and then explodes mm-hmm. at the end with a brand new Bill Medley, uh, Jennifer Warren's uh, song. Like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's this, uh, com- and sounds like an 80s movie. Everyone accepts the- well, it. It's back a- to the future. They, they, they made they they went into the future because of their sexiness. The, it's they are, <laughs> yeah, right, they are right, transported right. into the eighties. It's like the eighties <laughs> bursting into yeah, and it's it's almost like a comedy indie. It's like it, I swear it's to God, so broad. It, it was reminded of that me time, of like right? of like the ending of Step Brothers or something. I mean, it, it's like yeah. it's like here's the comedy. Everything's like, coming together in this yeah. song. It was just like it's ridiculous, <laughs> and they're like. How can we make this the happiest ending of all time? It's, it was yeah. like Ladybugs in that way, where you're just yeah. like, you throw this in, you throw this in, you add a great song, people. You yeah. gotta have the happy ending, and it just it gets to a point now where you look at it and you're like, wow, that was, that was ridiculous. It's ridiculous, uh, but at the same time, it's like, why not? Anyway. Like we're why at the not? movies, it's we're true. here to have and a good 80s, time. Eighties were the were the era of why not? I think, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Well, without irony, I think. I think th- yeah. that's sort of thing is still there's happening, ironic but not, why not yeah. now. But, yeah. but yeah. it was let's make everybody happy and throw like the kitchen sink in. It is oh. kitchen sink, and it is like uh, I think it's like we we were too smart about like the intention of the movie. It's like if this wasn't a John Waters movie, people would love it. Though, that they would, I mean, they yeah. love the people do love it in a way, but they wouldn't criticize it as like oh, it's kind of corny or this or that or whatever. It's right. like it's it's, it's supposed just to a, be like that. It's supposed well, to be because it like, has yeah. in it it has in it the doctor dad talking to the girl he helped out, and it's just like what is he saying to her? Is he like yeah, just wait. make sure you change the pads, you know, as long as you can. Oh, if you do it, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's like literally giving her directions oh, yeah. on. No, but they're having right. a conversation. And she, they have a little close bond now. Yeah. And like everybody, it was like. I think he's saying, yeah. if this happens again, call me. 
I think that's what like he's saying. Also, a really weird. I think that's yeah. what he would. I think that's what he would say. I think it would be like, "Don't do this to yourself again. Just call me. Yeah. I know some yeah. people. You, I think we know that's each other now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more Bring like you're, I'm in your life. Little and No, I mean yeah. he would. He would know some legit. Yeah, like, people on the uh, who are in secret doing the, you like yeah. right? right? He would say, it "Don't was like, do." It was like, "I'm there for you." Right, yeah, right, right. right, right. In yeah. so many words. <laughs> yeah, everybody tied up their storylines in like a beautiful. And all the dancers got out there. Yeah, like we're gonna go sexy, old ladies. Watch on. Yeah, you know? they're they're even the old the old man there's dancing. Everybody's yeah, yeah. everyone's into, everybody's it. into yeah. it. Yeah, everybody's um, into it. Rounding out our uh, our conversation, uh, we, you got to give it. We have to move on to this um, MPAA rating. Yes, the MPAA rating. So, Mama Panic Attack Assessment. Was there anything in here where before you were a parent and then after you were a parent, it something was like a little more like, oh, that's hard to watch. That's different than before. Was there anything in here? I mean, understanding, obviously, the whole abortion storyline, but I wouldn't say panic attack. It's just, like, about what age am I going to, like, really yeah. go into that subject matter? And, like, are mm. we, okay, we got to really sit down and learn about not just the birds and the bees, but, like, a whole other set of, you know, rules. But, um, yeah, it's it's not panic attacky as much because it is, like, straight, I think, PG, right? So it's like Yeah, I mean, you can science. rate it the same way as you would rate that. Oh, so but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if it was like, let's say, out of watermelons, what are we, is, is, is five watermelons like a full panic attack? Oh, well, th- no, this that's is the a, second part. This, is, the, this is very yeah. complicated. Oh, this my bad, a, this my is bad. A, see, our, our system is so clear and foolproof and wonderful. Yeah. No, it's uh, rather Byzantine. We have two ratings. We have one for how, what rating would you give it if you yourself was the MPAA saying got whether it. this okay, freaked okay, okay, you got out? Got I'm yeah. going to say PG. I'm going to yeah. say parental yeah. guidance suggested. So you need yeah. a parent to be like, so, uh, yeah, they just had sex and you got to love somebody, <laughs> yeah. but they are falling in love. You know, so it's like yeah. general, you know, G is general audience. It's like you just put a kid in a room, right? And they're going to mm, be fine. Yeah. Right. But, but PG, I think. Like again, yeah, I'm not going to give it a PG-13 because I think a ten year a ten year old and nine year old yeah. can see this movie. I'm going to say PJ. Yeah, I'm going to say they did a good job. Yeah, I think for me when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I think I could almost show this to my kid, and I think I could also, I think it may actually having a kid made me like it more. Because mm. I think it is about sort of accepting, yeah, you you like the, with the dad, especially like you have a little girl and then you 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 actually can be proud of them growing up. You don't have to be terrified of, you know, her having sexuality and agency and these things that by the end of the movie, he's like, all right, I actually respect you and your choices. Yeah. So I didn't clock that so much before I had a kid that like, oh, that's, that's a tough thing to do. It's like letting go, right? You, you see the parent, you see the parent, you see the father's point of view more and the mother who's a little more like Eh, the go between. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's actually true. A little bit of the go between of like, yeah, yeah, I guess she, she really isn't developed. It's really more about the father daughter relationship, which is fine, which is fine, you know, and and, but it is she she does say like no 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 let her let her let her do the dance yeah, like, the dad, the sit yeah. down sit down yeah and I do look at my husband because I have two little girls and there is a lot of like he's this like '90s New York guy in like a lot uh-huh. of ways but like <laughs> is fully wrapped around their fingers and I think uh-huh. now thinks about like them being of a certain age and it scares the freaking shit out of him and yeah. so I understand the holding on so tight and. 
not wanting them to be hurt, but wanting them to follow in a certain, follow a certain path. And, and just and now I do see the father's plight more about <laughs> yeah. just letting, yeah. letting go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would give it similar. I think it, it for me, it, it improved on kind of thinking about like girls growing up and I didn't grow up like this at all. So I didn't relate to it, but now it's kind of like, Hey, it would be kind of, this would, this would actually be really, this would be kind of a great, uh, turning point in, a, in your life. If you were like, she's supposed to be like 17 or something. Um, so I'd give it PG. I think actually I would show this to my daughter probably sort Tomorrow. of soon. It's just dancing. It's just a bunch of dancing. <laughs> right. And she has a stomach ache and we'll talk about it again later. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then now in our structure, moving on to our second. <laughs> yeah. Second part of the thing. Second <laughs> part of reading. Got it. Uh, we'll find How many general... watermelons I carried. Would you give this movie? Um, what is. Uh, on, what, a what, four, one four, on a scale of four. One to four. One to four. And four is like just love. Yes. Four great out of movie. four is like, yeah. I guess, you know, we've never really broken this down. Four out of four would be like an all time, like one, I guess one of your all time favorites. Three is like a, a really good movie. But Two also is like, like a fair movie. But I think also like great for what it is. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I would yeah, teach yeah, a yeah. cinema class in right. the old, exactly. you know, yes. like, the old, the old Roger Ebert thing of, yeah. is it a good movie for what it's trying to be? Right. Is it a good totally. movie for, for right. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess what? for me, it's a re it's a rewatchability factor and it's yes. a movie that if it is on TV I have to see it through. It uh -huh. never I'm never sick of it, which is a which is a litmus test for me of, you know, a lot of movies you're like, "Oh, I like that movie, but I have to just like I it never gets old to me, so I have mm -hmm. to give it four four carried water four watermelons." Uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. cuz it is a, like for me it's a classic. It is one of my favorite movies. Um so I yeah, I'm going to give it four watermelons. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. What about I, you guys? I think I would say um, I really I, I don't know. I just didn't I did not get this movie. And I think seeing it again, I finally actually get what's appealing about it. Really? And okay. I, yeah, I was always like, Ugh, this movie is so whatever. And I think it was it was like, oh, this is the perspective of a woman reflecting back on sort of her blossoming into a woman, not a romance that continued, but that it's it's like god i came into my own that summer um that i think is awesome and not enough movies about that not, yeah not nearly enough it doesn't end with her getting married it's just like this right this thing that happened yeah um, so yeah i would give it four watermelons too Whoa, i think it's great four. i was like i think it's go great great no Ooh, i think it's wow. great i i would totally i would totally show this to my daughter as a way of being like look you have like she controls the whole story yeah yeah, like totally. what, a, what an unusual movie. Totally. What about you, Ryan, having seen it probably for the first time recently? Having really seen it for the first time, the flow, as it is meant to flow, not just watching bits and pieces <laughs> on television or, or yes. a clip in a YouTube uh, thing of uh, dance. I think mm -hmm. that it's, uh, I would probably go, I would probably go maybe a notch down to three and a half. Patrick Swayze is, I think, like such he a... Dreamy? Do you think he's dreamy? Do you think he's hot? I mean, he is a little dreamy. <laughs> Hey, dude, hey, dude, I'm not, hey, man, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to call him, I ain't going to call him dreamy. Um, but Patrick Swayze, who, like, establishes legacy in, in like, only four or five movies, really, this mm -hmm. isn't like a... I know. He didn't, he's not, I mean, he made a, when you, when we say the word Patrick Swayze, what we really it's mean is, movie. like, it's like yeah. this movie and maybe, maybe two or three others, if you... Point Break, Point Break, maybe? Roadhouse, and... Roadhouse, um, Ghost. 
Ghost. Yeah, those are the big ghost. ones. Yeah. And then if you like, he was it later in Donnie Darko or before this, he's in North and South. Oh, if right. you know the miniseries, was or that his last movie? It might have been. I mean, there's definitely the last like prominent I'm still one. Still sad about it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. His yeah. the entire notion of Patrick Swayze. He's for an actor to it all rests almost on this movie and maybe one or two others. It's like yeah. a, I mean, not to overinflate it, but it's like a James Dean kind of thing where a character, yeah. whether, whether or not, he's not the actor, let's say the James Dean is, but like as a presence, this is an indelible totally. presence. So like when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, Jerry Orbach's very good. Uh, the, the Jennifer Gray's very good. And, uh, and there's like a much better, I think it's probably a much better script than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah. like, and of course there's ridiculous moments and there's moments that like teeter on the edge of like, is this funny or is this sexy or is this whatever? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's, I've said it before, it's like, that's not a, I don't demerit a movie for that. If it make if it's a little bit funny, if anything that enhances your enjoyment of it, you know. Totally. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I get so three point five. So three and one half a half a watermelon. Exactly. A delicious slice, cut up watermelon. Slice that watermelon in half. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you so so much for taking thank time you. out of your busy day, and yes. we give extra appreciation to people who are uh, parents of two children because that's nice. a double hard. <laughs> yeah. Or seven times harder. I don't know. Um, but thank you so much uh, for coming Thanks out for and talking me. about it. This was super fun. I uh, if it. people want to find you and um, uh, obviously, uh, what if uh, I just uh, give my address? Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I live it. <laughs> Do you want to come watch the movie with me? Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, the film we've talked about is fresh on on Hulu. Uh, yeah. uh, what else? Um, if, yeah, if people want to keep up to date with you and your latest uh, goings and I comings, what the social media like Twitter and Instagram? Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is just my name, Lauren Khan, and yep. then. You know, I made my Twitter a very long time ago. Do I regret it? Do I regret the name I picked? A little. But um, mm-hmm. I can't change it at this point. I have people that, which is, uh, and I feel dumb every time. It's you don't know me, but it's no T. So it's you don't know me. So it's oh. Y-O-U-D-O-N-K-N-O-W me. But you can look up my name. You can look up my name. Yeah, that's not. It was really from an old inside joke about my Jersey nature of like, what? Okay, you don't know me. You don't know me. And like, it was really, and uh, yeah. my, yeah, my old boss was like, take away the T. And then that's just, you know, when people are trying to get to know you on Twitter, it's like, no, you don't know me. And I'm like, that's funny. But now I'm not. Yeah, so but sure. see, no one's going to forget that because it comes with an explanation of like, wait, why is it that? Okay. It's a half an hour explanation yeah. every time, which yeah. is always really fun. Oh yeah, that does. Uh, that does. But you can basically look up my name on both of those. Yeah, and, and, uh, the, and yeah, and stay up to date with them. Um, yeah, and watch Fresh. It's it, it does have a it does have Sebastian Stan yes, who is watch it. Uh, Bucky from uh, Sebastian the, Stan, Daisy so Edgar hot. Jones, and she's beautiful um, in everything on Hulu. She's on like, and, six things on Hulu. <laughs> and if you want an old, you know, if you want an escapist comedy, mm-hmm. um, yes, other movie, yeah, on Netflix. If you want to just like. Like, honestly, just turn off your brain and laugh a little bit. I would recommend that. Yes. Great Vanessa Bear. Uh, yeah. Role in there. Mm. Fun. Uh, Richard it, Madden, also sexy. There's a very sexy, you know, little rom-com in there, too. All of these things are available online. Watch them yes. while you're... Streamers. Lying on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Browsing on your phone at the same yes, time. Yes, if you must. But please just put the phone down no, for a few don't. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Put the, for, just pretend minute. you're on a plane. Pretend yeah, you're yeah, on a plane. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get Have that a little carbon respect. dioxide. Get that respect. Rodney Dangerfield respect. Honestly, if you can end this... If I could have any wish, it would be that... If you could end this podcast 
with the Jack A song. Like it would honestly make, make me so happy. Oh, I think it's I think called Kick It. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I, we, we, we will. We promise we will. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank uh, you so much. Thanks so much, Thanks Lauren. so much, you guys. Great to see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.